Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Influencer Podcast. I am so excited for today's episode because I am bringing the fantastic Dana Snyder to you today. Dana is an entrepreneur and the founder of Positive Equation, and she is also a client of mine. She is a member in my Shine community. Now, Dana is a nonprofit digital coach, which means that Dana's company, Positive Equation, it helps nonprofits attract new donors and raise more funds online through digital marketing. And Dana, Dana helps them do just that. And I'm kind of bringing you along, I should say, instead of bringing Dana on the podcast, I'm bringing you into a, a recent coaching session that I did with Dana. Dana is fantastic. And I love when we get to deep dive and really get to some good nitty gritty stuff through just strategy and discussing um, her business and her journey. And I wanted to share that with you today because I think that this conversation that Dana and I had during our coaching session is going to resonate with a lot of you. So we talk about webinars today. Dana shared a recent launch that she that she had and just some of the goals that she had. And I share really how to use webinars to sell your services and the best strategies to do that. What types of content and marketing must be taking place kind of before the webinar even happens to be able to leverage a higher conversion rate. And then we talk about what is called a social seller. What are their roles on your team and how can they support you? And we talk about your team and you know how to really lay out firm expectations with your team so your business gets the results that it needs. Then we go into sales team and sales goals. We talk about some key personality personality traits to look for in a strong salesperson and how to set up pricing and commission for sales members. And of course, KPIs and bitch and benchmarks that they have to achieve and hit in order for you to make your goals. So I think, again, this is going to be a conversation that a lot of you can not only relate to, but I think a lot of you will get a lot of good stuff out of this. And this really shows why I do what I love to do, which is coaching. I love to get on these calls and I love to support incredible, powerful, amazing leaders, get to that next level of impact and exposure. And this is how we do it. So let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, business coach and brand expert. I invite you to join millions of our other listeners in building a brand that is influential, loved by the masses and worth millions. The Influencer Podcast is the only resource you need to start, grow, and scale the brand and business of your wildest dreams. Discover why people all over the world call The Influencer Podcast their go-to for all things branding, influence, and marketing. That's what you want to get your hands on, right? Things are good. Um, I know we only have 30 minutes for this call. So... Sorry, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, I launched my new course, um, which is all about the ad space and I'm doing it based upon like everything that we've been learning the past like six months in regards to like webinar and I did it live and then having it recorded and then having it accessible and then setting up all the flows with emails and everything. Um, and I think, and I'm setting up affiliates right now within our industry. So I think that's really going to help the, I had 158 people register for the live and 86 showed up live. Mm -hmm. So about half, uh, but two made a purchase. Okay. What was interesting from that is in the comments, multiple people, just because this is a nonprofit space and they can't normally just like pull out a credit card. Mm -hmm. There's a 
I can't wait to share this with my boss. We hope to get this approved this week. Um, that those comments came through. Yep. And then the people who did purchase, I have a one-time fee and then one that's broken up into three payments, which is actually, which is more. And that's what I did was the three payment option one. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would like this to become on the low end, selling 10 to 15 of these a month. Okay. To start would be great. So then uh, it's, it's just a volume game. So no. you, all of your stats are normal. Like you had a two and a half percent conversion rate. So if you want to sell, how many did you say? 10 to 15. 15? 10 yeah. to 15. So that means that you're going to need... If I had 158 too, you're going to need like 400 to 500 people on a webinar or just across the month. Yes. You're going to need total, you're going to need 400 to 500 people to show up to a webinar in a month. And so my, my whole thought with that, and really what I want to talk to you about is. And, and that's I, to show up, not to sign up, but to show up. Show up which means yeah. you need double that to register. So you're need, you need like 800, like, yeah, like 1800 people to register four or 500 show up. And then you're converting at a two and a half percent. That. And for me, I'm like, I wouldn't even to get that much inbound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that, is that realistic? I mean, I don't think I've ever seen that. We've kind of based upon I've joined this other, there's a few other consultants in my space that are doing similar things. And she's sold 50 of hers in the same price point this year. So kind of similar, but I don't think she has nearly that many people who register. I should ask her that though. Yeah, um, I would ask her. And then what's her conversion rate? How many people are coming on the webinar and how many people buy on the webinar? Her show up rate, I think is less than mine. I've always had really good show up rates. But then just because of how they purchase, like I'm setting up that like email sequence to follow up with people. Yeah. I think that's another thing to also remember because you have, your buyers are not going to be the buy now buyer. No. So it's like, it really like as important as it is, I guess, to do the webinar, because that's where, and like the goal of a webinar, I think there's a lot of like pre-marketing that you could do. And like, cause like the post is important because a lot of them have to go back and get approval. But really what I would love for you to try to figure out is like, is there a way for them to know everything that they need to know before they get on the webinar to where they, they're like kind of already pre-approved. So, and that's mm -hmm. the thing with the webinar. It's like, we want the buyer's decision to already be a yes. We just have to sell them. Like they know they need it. They know why they need it. They know why it's going to help transform their business. Like all of that's already been laid out in all of the pre-marketing. And so by the time they get to the webinar, like they're ready to buy. Yeah. I don't, that definitely happens right now on the webinar because the, just the, the nonprofit industry doesn't understand ads like at all. So, so then you have to, you have to teach that to them before they get to the webinar. Cause if not, then you're going to be spending all of your time teaching on a webinar instead of selling on the, like in their mind. Right. Yeah because they're just hearing this for the first time, but the webinar is not meant to teach. It's meant to sell. I mean, of course you teach and you, you give value in a webinar, yeah. but it's really about that runway of like, what is every objection or like everything that this person would need to know to know that this is the right 
thing for them. That way it just makes it so much easier for you. Once someone gets on the webinar, they've already been indoctrinated into yeah. the thought process that you need them to have to make the purchase. And I guess I'd have to think about, I mean, they're getting to the webinar in so many different ways. Um, but that's just part of the funnel. And like you, you, yeah. you control that. It's like the customer journey. You know, it's like, if no one has ever heard of you, what is the first piece of content that they consume? What's the next? What's the next? And then like, how does that build up to the webinar? Yeah. Um... And this is where like, you know, ads, you know, you can make a lot of like value bomb videos. That's just like, and then that's like your top of funnel where they're getting to know you. They're building the know, like, and trust. You're teaching them what they need to know. You're indoctrinating them into this thought process about why they need what it is that you're selling. And yeah. so by the time it's, they're, they're already warm by the time they get to the webby. Yeah. Um, that is what I should do. I did do like an ad funnel for the webinar and I did write a blog post. It could be like a sequence of like video, blog, blog, webinar kind of thing. It could be whatever you want. And, and this yeah. is just where like, and this is the stuff that never ends. Like you're like, I'm, I'm having to create, I'm writing scripts today for new value bomb videos for my top of funnel. Yeah. Right. Like it just, this is where the testing comes in. Like always. But it's, I think that like, you can start working on that. Like the first piece is like getting the webinar out. Like that's always like, at least the way that I believe it's like create the webinar and get people to the webinar. And then you can start to like, figure out like, well, what do I need to create on the front end before they get there? And then what needs to happen post webinar to get them to buy. But I yeah. think going back to your original, like based off of the data, and the amount of leads that you realistically have coming in, like, do we need to realign your expectations so we can actually hit goals that are realistic? And so you feel confident and moving forward. So that way you're not always reaching for this like 10, 15 number that just realistically can't happen right now, just because you don't have the volume. Doesn't mean that, that the offer is not good and you're not talking to the right prospect. It just means that your expectations are not realistic right now. And that's, that's fine too. Yeah. Cause I'm trying to split it up. So since like, since we first talked, things changed a lot. The, the mastermind is still going, then it's really going to be focused on, I removed the audit for a few reasons, but mastermind this course. And I do like an onboarding of, um, a donation tool, okay. which is, cause then I get paid a one-off rate, but then I get a percentage of all of their donation spend of all of their do donations that come in from the company. Right. So that's consistent. Um, so those are my three main things. So in this one, I price it at eight thirty-five. Um, so this one, I would like to be the thing that obviously the mastermind is the highest quantity. Um, and cost, but for this one to have the most amount of people. So to get where I want to be, I feel like I need to try and be close to that number. Now it's just a matter of from ads, affiliates, if I do advertising or some sort of like partnership with other like nonprofit publishing companies and stuff like that, just to get in front of more eyeballs. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's a, it's just, it's a volume game. And then it's like, how can you get people like affiliates? Like how can you get other people to sell for you and to help you promote? Yeah. I'm sorry. I run a, I do a live, actually have one um, today at three. I do live videos the first and the third Wednesdays of every month mm-hmm. with guests across multiple channels, kind of like my podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just put together a sponsorship sheet sheet because I have so many nonprofit companies that come to me wanting me to tout their platform. Yep. And so now I'm like, well, I should monetize this thing yeah. and then ad spend against it. So I wonder if that can also help it because once I start putting money against those videos, that will be working for me too. Right. And that helps build no like and trust for sure. Yeah. Um My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. So yeah, I think for you, and it's it's just a matter of like 10 to 15 can be the goal, but like let's set up a realistic buildup to that based off of where the leads are now. And that way you can, like when you start doing these other things, when you start running more ads, when you start getting affiliates going, like that will kind of help you bring in the volume that you're needing. Yeah. But kind of like building up some. What's realistic. Yeah. And just some metrics for yourself. That way you're not defeated every single time because you're, you're actually reaching a number that's realistic, but then it can also still be a little bit competitive of like, you got two people to buy. Let's see if we can get three people to buy next time. Well, and this is where, okay. So transitioning to the next thing is I hired my social seller and I am the conversation yesterday was like, so timely. (laughs) I feel like and Carolyn messaged me on Facebook. I feel like we're both doing very similar things at the same time. Always. Um, I have right now a graphic designer who mm-hmm. literally does just that. And she's been with me since January. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a content manager who puts together ideas based upon my products for what should my content be and does my blogs. And then now I have this social seller. Mm-hmm. Um, she's only been on like maybe three weeks right now. But like, I'm struggling with her. So what's the goal with her and why is, are you struggling? So I gave her the goal of having complete ability and control of putting together the process. Of okay. it. I was like, here's click up. Let's use this to organize our flow of messages um, and to track where conversations are. 
Okay. Like I gave her specific tasks and you just set up, what are the messages that you're going to send out to different groups based on Facebook group, Instagram. And then I said, I need you to come up with an objection sheet of everything that somebody could possibly say. And then I'll go in and help you for what the answers are. Um, and a lot of it is around, like, she'll just go MIA sometimes. <laughs> like, so she's not reliable. Is she a strategist? Like, can she create the processes that you're asking for? Um, yes. Yes, with help. So no, so she's, she's not a strategist. <laughs> Strategists don't need help. <laughs> yeah, so probably no. <laughs> but it's not like, and it's like, you're a strategist or you're either a thinker or you're a doer. And so if you're, if you're having to do a lot of the thinking for her, like you shouldn't have to say like, like you could say like, I want to use this software ClickUp, but like, I mean, and ClickUp is, I mean, she may need help understanding how to use that piece of software, but you shouldn't have to say like, this is everything. Like she should come to you with those, like the strategist should come to you with those ideas. Yeah. You know, it's like, especially a sales strategist. I mean, it's about being clear. Like I expect you to come to create an objection sheet, to create answers to that objection sheet. It shouldn't be on you. A sales strategist can, a salesperson can do that. You know, and just like really getting clear, like these are my expectations of what you will complete. And then what I'm going to be talking to you guys with next month too, is like the buy when. We have to give people really, staunch deadlines by when we are expecting this to be complete. Yeah. And I probably, yeah. Like I expect you to have an objection list together with answers. Like I, I want to know what you, how you would respond and then you can show, and then I want you to come and show me the process that you've created if you care to see it. And I want that by this time. Yeah. And then that way you have, and then that way, so it's like when you go back to have a conversation with her, it's not, it's not like personal. It's like, you know, the expectation was for you to complete this process in this way by this time. And that wasn't done. Yeah. You're not attacking her. You're, you're letting her know like, like you were hired to do this by this time and it's not getting done. Why wasn't it done on time? Right. What's happening? What's going on? She said last week, and I guess this is just being young, where she's like, I'm going through a breakup. Red flag. And I was like, that's an excuse. Nothing to do with you. That's just an excuse. So it just sounds like, and this is kind of where it goes back to what I was saying yesterday with like, we don't have, like in the kinds of businesses that we're in, we don't have time to like fuck with any of that. We don't have time to train people on how to be a fucking professional. We just don't. So it's like, it's no offense if you're like 23 and you haven't like had these experiences yet, but this is not where you're getting those experiences. Go to corporate America, like do your thing, like go figure it out. But like, that's to me because you, in the long run, you actually end up spending more money on someone like Uh that and spending more time because you're having to do a lot of their work. And then it builds resentment and frustration and overwhelm and all of those things. And so I, I don't, I just, she may not be the right person. I know. And I've been ever since yesterday, when you talked about maybe it's just paying more money to get the person that's the pro. Because then it's just, it's done and it's taken care of and you can trust that it's taken care of. And like, and we're still responsible for like, 
setting the stage. Like we have to clearly define the expectations, clearly define their role, clearly let them know what it is that we're thinking in our brains and by when we expect to have those things and clearly like set goals, especially with like a sales team. Yeah. And like, this isn't, and what I'm asking for is not rocket science. It's like, but again, I put myself and I'm like, I could do this extremely quickly and easily. Nothing that's, that, point. nothing that's being sold is complicated. Yeah. I mean, then it comes. The point in, is that you get to, you get your time back for you to, to, to think about these higher level things and have the capacity to do these higher level things. Like there's a lot of things that I could also check my email all day if I wanted to. I could also right. mow my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best use of my time. That would help sell these A faster, B get more people on a webinar. Yeah. And, and, there's, and, and here's the other thing like, with a salesperson, like another red flag, like a real tried and true salesperson, like you shouldn't have to push that person to want to sell. It should like be in their DNA. Yeah. I know a lot of salespeople that all they've ever known is commission based sales. So they're just like, where are the leads? Give me a list. I've got it. Like, yeah. I, you, don't, you don't have to give them a script. You don't have like, yes, I have to teach them about like, this is what you're selling and this is who you're right. selling it to. And this is the objection. And these are the goals. And, you know, the target is to have four sales this month, you know, and then if you go over that, then I'm going to bonus you, but it's commission only. Here's a list of 200 people that have said they're interested in this, but they haven't bought. Go do, go be. And, and the right kind of salesperson would be like, done. Right. You know, like you want someone that is hungry to sell people. And, and I've even had to deal with this with my own sales team. It's I'm like, they're just waiting for the leads to come to them. And I'm like, no guy, like, it's not just inbound. Like we have a database of thousands of people that are on our list, but they are not paying customers. Like go talk to them. Yeah. They don't, they don't want to do it. And it's not because they don't have the capacity or the skill set to do it. They don't have the desire to do it. Yeah, And so what, and to me that says like, it's not that I'm supposed to be frustrated and pissed off and trying to change them. I just need to go find a salesperson who does have the desire to do that. If that, if that is what I'm expecting to be done. And maybe that was the problem. I mean, I took Adrian's, it was the ambassador role. Mm -hmm. Maybe it just needs to be more like sales for, I don't, I don't know if the title just like confused people. I mean, it was very I thought straightforward in the job description as to exactly what was happening and in the conversations I had and I had them do a project, but it's, it's been like, I feel like a bait and switch from what like her. That's why trial periods are so essential, you know, because it's like, okay, now let's put your money where your mouth is. Like, actually show me what, what can be done. And with sales, I feel like that's so you're either selling or you're not like, there's no, like that is one of the easiest roles to figure out if someone is doing their job because it is so based on like, it's not like a, you know, somebody else in a role that could be like, well, I don't know how to quantify the project managers, this or that, but it's like, no, you're either selling right. or you're not selling. And you would think you would want to your point, you'd want to be hungry and starting that as quickly as possible. So you'd want right. to get like foundation. And, and again, that's why you want to hire strategists because a, a strategic seller is going to be like, oh, I haven't sold anything. And I've noticed that some people keep bringing up this one objection, which is causing them not wanting to buy. I need to overcome that objection for them so I can sell them. Yeah. Like they're already, that's just how it's like, 
That's how they've been. They've already been trained to think that way. And so I think that it's probably just going back to like maybe looking at your job description, making sure that like the expectations are clearly defined, you know, the goals are clearly, clearly defined. All of that's just on the front end. This is, this is my ideal candidate. What's your thought on hiring a, somebody who runs their own company that does this? Um, it's, it's all about capacity and design. Do you have the capacity to do like, I, I need you to work in order for us to make Excel's that is going to take. And for you to like go out and be hungry, that is going to probably take about five to 10 hours a week of your time, whatever that is for this person. Yeah. With that said, do you have 30 to 40 hours a week to dedicate to me? Yes or no. So it's like capacity and then desire. Do yeah. you have the desire to be as hungry as I need you to be? to not only sit here and wait for the inbound leads, but to actually go out. And it's not necessarily like, I don't know, maybe you'll ask them to cold call or something, but I don't feel like it's like, it's necessarily cold calling. Like you, you have how many people just signed up for your webinar? 158. She has a hundred and, and how many people bought two? So she has a hundred. You already have 156 leads. The salesperson could go back to today. Yeah. I already have. I mean, the biggest one that I just don't tap at all is I have over 1600 people on my Facebook group. Right. But they haven't signed. I'm just saying for that one course, like you have 156 people that raised their hand and said, Hey, I want to learn about this who either didn't show up or did not buy. Like that is, they are primed and ready to be followed up with by a great salesperson. Yeah. Yeah. I have all their emails and I got like more information on them when they signed up. And you can make it commission only. I mean, there's a lot of salespeople that are used to that. If you wanted to, if you don't want to like be out any money, I mean that or not, like that's just a decision that you get to make of like, Hmm. or you could, you know, you could scale their incentive. Like you get X amount commission for the first three sales. And if you sell more than three this month, then, you know, anything after that third sale, you get 20% commission, you know, I bump your commission up 5%, 10%, whatever it is for you. Yeah. Originally I had it at this role at $20 an hour in commission. Mm -hmm. I, I do that, but I only do the $20 an hour for 90 days and they have to hit their benchmarks. And if they don't hit the benchmarks, they're gone after the 90 days, they can stay on, but they don't get the hourly anymore. Because at that point, someone should be like, someone should know my products enough. Like I give them the $20 an hour to kind of just like learn what they're selling but and right. honestly, though, like a great salesperson would not need 90 days. Like, right. like we're not selling medical equipment. Like, they, you know, it's like they can make way more. Like I would do, I could do a higher commission on this and they could be making. Yeah. Great off one sale. Exactly. So it's like, you could just have it be commission only. And there's, again, there's a lot of salespeople out there, especially like, and this is where I feel like this kind of role if you could actually find, I don't want to say someone that's older, but I feel like the older, like the, the 35 to 45 year old generation, they came from that world of like pharmaceutical sales and medical sales, where it was just all commission only. That's the only way that they like know how to work. And it's just a different hustle mentality because it's literally a hundred percent contingent on them, like fucking showing up and selling. And it's just a, it's just a different type of hunger, I think. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, 
Oh, that's interesting. I know we're right at time. This is, yeah, I don't, I'm just getting the gut feeling that she's just not going to fly. Like, this is just, I'm having to constantly be like, where are things at? Yeah. And it's like, you shouldn't have to, like, you shouldn't have to do that. And, and here's the other thing. It's like what I was saying yesterday too. Let's say you do want to pay them hourly, but if it is a bomb ass salesperson that is not only meeting goals, but surpassing goals, like it's not going to cost you anything. Who cares about $20 an hour because they're killing it. Right. And the other thing too, if they're killing it, they're also not going to care about paying $20 an hour. Right. That's the other thing. Like they, they want the big ticket commission. They don't care about $20 an hour. Yeah. And if it's a good salesperson, like they're not going to get harped down by the $20 an hour, but I can also understand, like I will for the first 30 days, I want you to be compensated for your time of just like getting in here and learning me and learning the products that you're selling. But after that, like hourly out the window commission only here's our scale. If you sell more, my expectation is that you're not just inbound selling, you are outbound selling. And I have a list of warm leads already ready for you to go sell to. Yeah. I want you to create the scripts. I want you to own this. I want like not here to train anybody. And that's the thing I've spent. So like Dan, I spent like $20,000 hiring a specialist to come in to train salespeople. It's just like, yeah. It's crazy because that seems like such, I mean, I started in corporate and I did this as like a 23 year old. Right. I think it's just such a, I don't know. It's a different uh, mentality. And that's the thing that it's like, you know, or I could have just, I could have just hired like three amazing salespeople that were already experts in selling and saved myself the $20,000 and probably could have, they probably would have done a better job. I know. Because like I, with these salespeople that I've now trained, it's like, who knows if they're really going to stick around because they don't really have the desire to go all the way. Like they're not, they're not doing any outbound sales. And so that's when I'm like, okay, well now I'm looking for an out from in, inbound and outbound salesperson. But when I find that person and if they're the hungriest, they're going to get the cream of the crop. They're going to get the first right or refusal to every call, to every lead, because I want to reward them for being the hungriest. Yeah. No, that's great. And I also feel like sometimes with the more junior people, it's like, I feel like they're halfway in, halfway out. Yes. Like, is there a full-time job that's around the corner that I'm going to be able to take? Right. And so that's, you know, it's, it, it's like finding a really specific person, but I do believe that that person is out there. And, and that to me is like capacity and desire are the two biggest things. If you have your own business on the side, it's for this type of role, it's not a problem as long as you have the desire to like meet your goals. Right. And if you don't, then you're out and I'm going to just find somebody else. Yeah. Okay. I need to get shit together on that. <laughs> and again, it's not like a great, like it's not that like the follow-ups it's like, if you've given somebody like, here's the directives, here's the lead list. Like you shouldn't have to be have you followed up with your leads? What's happening with those right. leads? How many times have you, it's like, no, like they should know what to do. Right. We're not and in the business of training people. That desire, they'd be like, Hey, this is what I've done. Right. I've, you know, you gave me yeah. that list of 156 people. I have followed up with each of them twice. I had X amount of people ask for a call. The boo, 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 boo. And then from this list so far, we've sold X amount. And now next month I plan on doing this. Yeah. No, I don't think she can do that. And that's like, that's who you, you mean. That's who sold herself in. Right. 
But then now that I've seen what's been happening and because of, and then the excuse to be a breakup, I'm like, yeah. And, and that's the other thing too. It's like, I know it feels scary, but like, those are the things like, don't like, I would just say like, this isn't working and you're done as effective today. Like there's no reason to keep her around. There's no reason to like, there's no reason to do any of that. Yeah. Like don't spend your time and energy, like keeping her around for two weeks awkwardly when, you know, it's like, no, just pivot your energy to finding the right person. Yeah. No, that's a good call. Thank you. You're welcome. I feel like things are so in good flux, like good energy. So yeah, I know it's, it's been, you know, a lot of people are really, that's the other thing I've noticed too. Like people are just really checked out right now. I just feel like the world is opening up. It's the summer. People are vacationing. They're traveling. COVID's over, you know, and I just, people don't want to be behind, don't want to be on a Zoom. They don't want to be behind screens. They don't just across the board, like not engagement, meaning like Instagram engagement, but just engage, like engagement online is just down because people want real life engagement. Oh yeah. I've been on like five planes. (laughs) That's like, yeah. and it's been bananas out there. But I will say, which is interesting, um, I'm getting asked to do a lot of in-person now speaking engagements again for the fall. I just booked one today for five grand. Nice. So that was like the first one where I was like, okay, I'm scared, but I'm going to do it. Yeah, that's and exciting. I, think, so, I know Ellen's, Ellen got one too, Ellen Yin. Yeah, so I think that's a big one where A, I haven't asked high enough. And B, that's where I can start to really generate, like putting that QR code up on the screen or having like... Yeah, that's like the influence and impact piece. Like to me, doing speaking like that, it's not even like cool, like yay, five grand in my pocket for my time, awesome. But it's less about the speaker fee. I mean, unless you're getting paid like six figures for a speaker fee, it's less about the speaker fee. And it's more about like what kind of impact and awareness is this going to give me in my brand? Like, how is this going to help me get out there in front of people so I can sell? Yeah, I've been asking them about like, are you video recording this? Are you taking photos? Can I have that, that content? Um, Can you do a QR code? Can you, you know, can you get emails, you know, like opt-in to something? Yeah. Offer an opt-in, get, get those emails. Yeah. No, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, I will reconfigure my goal, but I will say, I think if I had the right social person, then that goal wouldn't be that far off just based upon everybody who I already have and how the people you would just, yeah, you would have someone consistently following up on those leads. And so you would at least, I think that you would at least have a better idea of how close to that goal. Could you, could you actually get, if you had the right kind of support that you needed, what would more quickly, what are their objections for why they're not? Exactly. So then you can create a better webinar and then you can create all of that, you know, runway marketing. Right. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thanks, Julie. You're welcome. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. All right. That is it for today. Now, are you ready to make more money and impact? If so, head over to juliesolomon.net slash accelerator to learn more about my coaching program and apply. All right. I'll see you again, same time, same place next week.